Remember what Pastor Peter talked about last week? He talked about uh, a cruise ship Christianity versus fishing boat Christianity. And basically on a cruise ship, you just walk on the ship and you're like, hey, serve me. They got your name and everything. You eat as much as you want and it's just consumeristic. And on a fishing boat, we need all hands on deck because everybody's got to be doing something because we have a mission. So I want to tell you today about Navy ships, the greatest ships in the world, the most powerful ships in all of the world. So true. Okay. So a long time ago, about 10 years ago, I used to be a, a chaplain on a Navy ship, the USS Green Bay, LPD-20. It's a mighty warship. I've actually been on seven ships and sailed all around the world, six of the seven continents. I've been on a, a lot of ships. I actually brought my dad on a ship and my mom on a ship, and we've been at, at sea when it's just huge waves going oh, 100 feet in the air and splashing the bridge wing, like seen some heavy things on ship. Do you know what my favorite thing is on a ship? The favorite tradition ever on a ship. Yes, Joel. Ice cream? Ice cream. We do have a lot of ice cream. And it's unlimited. You can eat as much ice cream as you want. If you join the Navy, you can eat as much ice cream as you want. Yes. You have to pick up the, the debris off the... Yeah, we pick up debris, we pick up trash, we do all those kind of things. But you know what my favorite tradition is? The best tradition in the Navy, in my opinion. Okay, so it's this. You get an aircraft carrier, which is like 1,000 feet, 1,093 feet long. When the aircraft carrier has a lot of people on it, there's about 6,000 people when it's fully combat loaded with all the jets on there, and they're ready to go to battle. You know who's driving the ship? Who? You. No, I don't get to drive the ship. My job's not that cool. Uh, the, dude that's the, ship. the dude that's driving the ship. Yes. It's about a night. This on average, it's about a 19 year old deck seaman fresh out of high school. It's going like this. And it was th- so I'm going to do that really quick. Um, I need five volunteers. The helmsman is the one that drives the ship. Who's going to be the helmsman? Okay. Um, I brought it. This is exactly what it looks like. No kidding. This is exactly what it looks like. A- Where's my 80s kids at? Remember this toy? It's classic. Right, Johnny? Okay. All right. Um, okay, come on. Come here. Yeah, yeah. You, you. Okay, this is the helmsman. Okay. And also, who wants to be the captain? Oh, dude. Right there. Come here. Okay, so the cap. So the helmsman is all, all right here. Right, right at the beginning of the ship. Look at the sea, okay? Keep your eyes on the sea because that's important. Your captain, you're all the way in the back. You're all the way in the back. Okay, and then the captain talks to the navigator. Who wants to be the navigator? Okay, um, no one can remember. Okay, so the captain talks to the navigator. Hold this where people can see. All right, who wants to be the OOD? Okay, Curran, come up here. Come up. The officer of the deck. So, boom, right here, okay? Okay, who wants to be the conning officer? Okay, okay, come here. I, I have to pick him. He's wearing your shirt. This is Marines. Look at this. See? wearing a Marine Corps shirt. Actually, the Marines is part of the Navy. Okay. And then the Marines say, yeah, it's the men's department, but whatever. Okay. All right. Here, here's how it works on a ship. Okay. Um, this is my favorite tradition ever because the captain of the ship who is the skipper, right? He's, he's the most powerful person on the ship. He could never touch the wheel. Isn't that crazy? Who gets to touch the wheel or the helm is the 19-year-old deck seaman. 
You're a young boy. Yeah. Okay. So he's driving. So I, I wrote something here. The captain is going to say, so let's say we're going 180 degrees. And the captain would yell, change course to 270 degrees right now, please. And then he tells that to, he tells that to the navigator. What do you say, navigator? Change course to 270. Change course to 270. He tells that to the OOD. The OOD says what? <laughs> Come to 270, conning officer. And the conning officer says to the helm, Right standard rider. Right standard ruddy. Steady on course. 270. And then the helmsman says, say the same thing right back. Steady, steady on, on course. 270i. Interesting. Stay on course. Boom. That's how it works. I love this because this is, is just like the spiritual life. We, we have the helm. Okay? Who's the captain of our ship? Me. You are here. But it's, it's Jesus. There's a famous poem called Invictus written by an atheist. And that the, the poem ends by saying, I am the captain of my soul. I am the master of my fate. Right? You've seen that. Some people have this tattooed on them. And I'm not knocking anybody who has the tattoo. Okay? But I've, I've seen it. I am the captain of my ship. But in reality, I'm going I'm to encourage and challenge us, challenge us. We are not the captain of our ship. And if we are, that's a bad, that, that thing's going to run aground or sink. Or go into, and, and go into bad water. Yep. Or lose. But a warship was made for war. Jesus is the captain. I read the end of this thing. We actually win. <laughs> so I live like that. I go to the end. On a bad day, I go to the end. I go, okay, we win. I might as well start living like it. When Jesus is the captain of, the, of our soul, he gives us course directions. And I, the Holy Spirit does this. The, the title of today's message is The Filling of the Holy Spirit and the Guidance. Guess what, kids? The Holy Spirit is always talking to you. He never stops talking to you. So if I turn up the, the voice of the world louder than the voice of God, I'll only hear the world. But if I listen like this, I'm always trying to do this. Okay, God, okay. You're telling me to extend grace. It's obvious what God wants us to do. How does God want us to act? Here's another song, ready? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. That's 1988 VBS. 1987 VBS. Right over there. Is there a 2000 version? Is there a 2000 version? I'm just going to keep it old school. Yes, okay. So, uh, let's give a round of applause to our... To our uh, Okay, you guys can sit back down. And uh, can, you can keep that. Drive the ship here, left rudder. Okay, that's the spiritual life. So there's a saying that, that ships are safer in harbor, but that's not what ships were built for. If you hear a lot of prayers, I've heard this uh, all growing up. Lord, we pray for a smooth this. Lord, we pray that this goes smoothly. Uh, Lord, we pray that, you know, this, this deployment goes smoothly. But I don't really pray like that anymore. I, I pray, Lord, wherever you want me, I'm going to be there. And it's safer to be in God's will than to not be. When I first met uh, Jeanette, I, I'm married, by the way. That's my best friend, Jeanette. No, she's not in Pastor Jay's youth group. People, people always think she's in the youth group. She's, you thought I was in the youth group? Dude, no, I'm not. So, 
I drink zero coffee. Yes, this is just Holy Spirit energy. I love being small. Yes, being small is the best. Okay, so, so, um, see, threw, threw me off here. <laughs> what was I talking about? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, ships were meant to go to war. When I first met Miss, Miss Jeanette, uh, I was in seminary at the time, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to school so I can be, uh, I, I want to I wanna get a, a degree so I can be a Navy chaplain, which means I could be in Iraq next year. This is when, when we first invaded uh, Iraq. And it, this is early on in the war. It was like 2004, Battle of Fallujah. And, she, and Jeanette said to me, well, isn't it safer to be in Iraq in God's will than to be in Orange County out of God's will? Yeah. And I was like, this is the one. I want to marry this girl. So... When, when, the, Jesus is the captain of your ship. Wherever he tells you to go, you just go. And the Holy Spirit's always whispering into your ears. Love, joy, peace, patience, kind. Whenever you're confused, you can step back and say, uh, God, what do you want me to do? I do this all the time. Lord, what do you want me to do? And he's always clear. Forgive. If uh, one time Ryder was in a, when was in a wrestling tournament and we totally got hosed over on this call. Actually, it was like, we were like 30 seconds late to show up, and they said, oh, that's it, that's it, uh, uh, winner by default. And I was not filled with the spirit. I was filled with something else. And there, the other coaches were holding me back. I was like, I was like Vitus, you count. And the, the dad's like, nope, it's done. So the dad stepped in. He says, no, my son won. And it was for regionals. It's a very big tournament. And I'm like, Vitus, you cowards. <laughs> and uh, my buddy took me, took me away. My buddy Aaron, he's, he's also a pastor. He took me and said, hey, dude, let it go. I get back to the other coach and he goes, you should be bitter, man. That is not the voice of God. I love that, man. But we're not called to be bitter. When anything happens to us, we say, God, what do you want me to do? Oh, forgive? And Jesus said, forgive and forgive and forgive. 70 times seven. Okay, so, so I'm gonna talk about the, the, our passage today. Ephesians 5.18 is our passage for today. There's only one passage, only one, in the New Testament that tells us to be filled with the Spirit. So if we're going to learn about the filling of the Spirit, we have to go to this passage. And I'll read it to you, but it's Ephesians 5.18. And Ephesians 5.18 says this. Ephesians 5.18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, basically a lot of bad stuff. But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Now what does that mean to be filled with the Spirit? See, there's different versions here. NLT says, don't get drunk with wine because that'll ruin your life. I kind of like that. It'll ruin your life. Don't get drunk with wine. And this is appropriate, too, as I was praying, what should I speak on? It's actually uh, Nate Yeomans told me about Sober October Month. And I was like, this is perfect. Ephesians 5.18, Sober October Month. So I'm doing a little Sober October Challenge with my guys and my gals at work um, to not consume any alcohol for the month of October. So, uh, but kids, what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? This passage, what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? Yes. Okay. Uh, Joel? To um, believe in God. And yeah, to believe in God. God into your heart. Okay, so watch this. There's just a couple, a couple things. Uh, whatever fills a person, whatever fills them, is going to influence their behavior. It's going to control them. It's going to influence them. So in, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus, he preaches his very first sermon. And I bet it was the best sermon that anybody had ever heard. It was his very first sermon. And then in, in 28, he starts, when he's finished with his sermon, the people there were very upset. They said this. When they heard these things in the synagogue, they were filled with wrath. 
and they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill which their town was built so they could throw him off the cliff. Did you know that? People tried to murder him. They tried to throw him off a cliff. But passing through their midst, he went on his way. I love that. It's like, they, imagine like a big cliff and they're trying to grab Jesus and he's, he does this like, just walks through and he's like, see you guys. And he goes on his way. But they were filled with wrath and whatever fills you will start to influence you. Another example here. Uh, in, in Acts 13, 45, there is these guys, they hated the apostle Paul and they were filled with jealousy. Have you ever been filled with jealousy? Jealousy is like, I wish I was like that person. I wish I, you know, I wish I could grow facial hair like Pastor Jerry, but I can't. I haven't shaved in like 20 years. But jealousy is from the enemy. Jealousy. And because they were filled with jealousy here, Acts 13, 45, they started to argue with uh, Paul. They began to contradict him. And then look at verse 52. The disciples were filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. So when you're filled with whatever, when you're filled with something, it controls you. Now, uh, you ever uh, raise your hand if you've ever been drunk? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. So, but but uh, some people in here, maybe one or two, might have been drunk. Okay. Pastor Rick, it's testimony. You gotta listen to that. It's amazing testimony. What does it look like when someone's drunk with wine? What do they look like? They fall. They fall asleep in the bathroom and the door frame, hugging the toilet. Yes. So, but they 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 kind of look like this, right? Like, and it's not good. You don't want you don't want to ever do that. The Bible doesn't say that drinking the wine is bad. It says getting drunk. So they're, they're like this because they filled themselves with this thing, and now they're now they're they're doing this. Okay. Um, whatever fills a person is going to end up controlling them or influencing them. How many of you watch YouTube? Come on, let's raise our hands. You know what you fill your mind with? It'll start to work itself out. So if you watch violent things, it's, it actually starts to, it starts to affect you. So we, we put a guard on our, on, on, uh, on our, our kids, what they watch. Uh, the music you listen to, what, what you put in your, if you fill your soul with the, with the music, it will come out in the way you talk, in the way you act. How many of you have uh, friends that, that aren't such good friends, good, not good influence? If you fill your soul, if you surround yourself with bad company, then it corrupts good character. That's a Bible verse. Okay, so I want to give you, a, the, now close this illustration out with this. Now watch this. I like to think of the Holy Spirit ministries with Hershey's chocolate milk. Okay. Get them. <laughs> this is brand new. Okay. You, you want me to like, just like pour it in all your mouth? And, should I just like squirt it in your? Okay. Watch this. Because I want you to. I want you to remember how the filling of the Spirit works and how the ministries of the Holy Spirit work. Um, there's a there's a bunch of ministries of the Holy Spirit. If we could show the the ribs, the ribs illustration here. Uh, the ribs. I, I think of I think of four. Ministries of the Holy Spirit, the ribs. Regeneration, indwelling, baptizing, sealing. I don't got time to unpack it today, but the Bible talks about all four of these. These are permanent. You could never get rid of these things. Regeneration is being born again. That's John 3.16. That's Titus 3.5. Uh, indwelling, you are, you are indwelt with the, with the Holy Spirit. Uh, baptism is is uh, being identified. The, the, the ancient Greeks, when they, when they went to war, they, they baptized their swords in blood. They identified their swords and blood. You're baptized with the Spirit, meaning you're identified with the Holy Spirit with Christ forever. 
uh, R-I-B-S, Ephesians 4.30, don't grieve the Holy Spirit from which you were sealed until the day of redemption. You could never get rid of those. Uh, there's a movie, Sandlot, right? I love that Yeah, remember? So these ribs are forever. Forever. Don't ever forget it. You can never undo these things. You can never undo the ribs. Once you have the ribs, you are a child of God. Just like you are a Powell. And there's nothing you could ever do to be kicked out of the Powell family. Unless you don't like ribs. No, but you, you, you will, you're always in the family. You're in the family of God, believer in Jesus Christ. God gives you his spirit, never takes it away. Okay, so watch this. So I have here some fresh milk, okay? So I think we're like this cup. And I have nothing to offer the world. There's nothing in the cup. I'm, I'm just a cup. You are just a cup. I have nothing to offer the world until God pours himself into me. So I think of this as, this is, this is my salvation here. Regeneration, indwelling, baptizing, sealing of the spirit right there. What are you going to do with it? Yummy. You'll see what I'm going to do with it. Okay, so, so this is salvation now. This person has received their salvation. They're justified. They're sanctified. They will be glorified. Now, this stuff is the good stuff. This is the Holy Spirit right here. Now, watch this. I am going to say when. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Okay. You can never get too much Holy Spirit. You can never get too much Holy Spirit. That's awesome. Okay, now watch this. Watch this. To be filled with the Spirit is this. Watch what happens to the watch what happens to the chocolate milk. What happened to the chocolate milk? It's chocolate. I'm stirring it up. I think this should go to the kid who said you could never get too much of the Holy Spirit. Joel. Here you go. You want to drink this? You, yeah, you can drink that. Thanks. Okay. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold one second. I'm not done with my illustration here. Okay. So, the, the verb, if you, if, you, if you wanted to know, I looked up that verse in the original Greek language. And the word for fill, that's this Greek word, it's pleirousthe. And uh, for, 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 the, for the nerdy people, like, okay, that's a present, passive, imperative verb. What does that mean? Well, you could technically translate that word Keep be being filled. Keep be being filled. So when, when in a passive verb, the action is happening to me. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting there like this. And God is the one stirring it up. What happens if I just leave this for a day? What happens to the chocolate? Moldy. Moldy. No, but it, it actually settles to the bottom again and it turns white again. So what do I need to do? Yeah, it does. If you just leave it, just leave it. It settles again. And then what do I got to do? Stir it up. The filling of the Spirit is the constantly stirring it up. Constantly stirring it up. So some days you have a bad day and you're like, you know what, I'm not feeling good. Stir it up. What does the filling ministry of the Spirit look like? Watch this. Uh, the filling, in, in closing, the filling of the Spirit, you just keep reading. This is the wonderful thing about the Bible. You just keep reading. Be filled with the Spirit. And then it says in verse 19, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So a spirit-filled person sings, makes music, 
and gives thanks. It's also the means by which you do this. So in our house, almost every night, the kids will be laying in bed and I'll start playing the guitar. And we'll just praise God. And we've done this before. Me and Miss Jeanette will be sitting there and we'll be praising God. Just, and sometimes we'll be just become overwhelmed. The Spirit will, will, will just start giving us words to say. And we've been in tears before. We just started praising God. Try complaining when you're praising God. I, I can't be angry if I'm on my face and praising God and, and praying. What does it look like when the Spirit-filled life uh, transforms Wives, it says, keep reading here. This is wonderful. Verse 22, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Now that word is tricky. When, I got, when, I, when we got married in 2007, uh, my, my friend did the wedding and he, he harped on this verse and then someone went up to Janet after and goes, this is 2007, you don't have to submit to him. <laughs> right? But if she looked at the Greek word, the Greek word is hupotasso, it's basically putting yourself hupo, under, like a hypodermic needle goes under the dermos, the skin, Hupotasa means put yourself underneath the leadership of that person. It would be like the helmsman. It would be like the, the conning officer, all submitting to the authority of the captain. It's not a doormat term. It's, it's you're, you're, okay, where are we going? And I'm going to get on place with that. Um, what does the feeling of the spirit look like when a husband is filled with the spirit? It says it right here. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with word. The husband's commanded to love the wife. It's, the woman's never commanded to love the husband, but a spirit-filled husband. Um, here, here you go. What does it look like when a child is spirit-filled? Now I got all the parents' attention. They're like, it says it right here in verse 6. Uh, chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long. So if you're filled with the Spirit, you'll be obeying your parents. You want to stir up the Spirit? Start singing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. What does the filling of the Spirit look like at work? Keep reading. Look at this. Chapter 6, 5. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with sincere heart, as you would obey Christ. So what does it look like in, the spiritual, in spiritual warfare? Keep reading. Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So I actually have no enemies because I know I don't wrestle against flesh and blood people. It's, it's cosmic powers. It's, it's the demonic. So I know when the enemy's speaking voices in my head, I go, not today, because I know all the books of the Bible anyways. So I got verses. I got ammo. The, the, the mission here at, at Heritage is to experience the presence of God and the power of family. You know how we're going to get there? If everybody walks around here filled with the Spirit, constantly checking themselves, like, am I, am I singing psalms and spiritual songs? Am I, am I making music in my heart? Am I? And then here's the thing. When we mess up, no big deal. You know when I mess up, you know what the first thing I do? Sometimes I just call Pastor Jared right away. Dude, I can't believe, can you believe what I've done? Boom. He texts me something back like, oh, welcome to the club or something like that. Like, hey, we're, we're in this together. So I'm not surprised. My friends aren't surprised by my sins and my failures. I'm fully known and fully loved. So kids, as you leave here today, remember you're on a warship and you're in a battle and the captain of your soul is Jesus. And the spirit of Christ will be whispering into your, your ears for the rest of your life. And if you listen to him, you'll always be right where you need to be. I love you guys. Thank you for your attention and your time.
God bless you, everybody.